Hey, welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos, and this podcast is especially made for you if you are a highly ambitious businesswoman, you take your business very seriously, and you know that this entire experience is one long journey. Welcome to the entire Biz Women Rock community. There are thousands of other women entrepreneurs just like you who are on this journey with you. My job here at the podcast is to be able to give you some insights, really deep and soul-fulfilling conversations about this journey, strategies that might help you along, and words of encouragement so that you can have the most joy possible. You're jumping into a special series that I'm running right now called the Mompreneur Series because not only have I been a mompreneur for the past two and a half years, but there are so many other women entrepreneurs who also are mothers. Now, whether you are a mother or not, I promise you that listening to each and every one of these incredible conversations with these women will teach you something, at least one or two nuggets that you will walk away with that will allow you to maybe work your business a little bit better, implement a strategy that somebody talked about, and most importantly, make you feel connected and that we are all in this game together. So enjoy the Mompreneur series on the Biz Women Rock podcast. Jill Stanton and her husband, Josh, are the creators of the very popular podcast, Screw the 9 to 5. Over the past five years, they've successfully run Screw University, their membership community. They've put on live events, and they also provide online courses to help businesses start up and successfully get out of their 9 to 5 jobs. At the time of this interview, Jill is the new mother of her six-week-old son, Kai. So we spend our conversation talking candidly about the before and after baby plans. She dives in deep to what she and Josh did to prepare their business for their baby and shares that they made a serious shift on how they organize and approach their business using a proven framework so they are actually running their business instead of it running them. She also shares about what life is really like now that she has Kai how she begged her mom to stay longer so she could have the support she needed during this time, and how she's totally cool with hiring out some of the things that she doesn't want to do, but still wants to have. I want to have it all. I just don't want to do it all, she said. Whether you have kids or not, Jill's impassioned discussion about using a framework to organize your business will get you thinking about how you can do it so that you can work less and be less reactive and more proactive in your business. So sit back and listen to this incredible conversation with Jill Stanton. Jill, what's going on, girl? Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped. Oh my God. I'm actually quite surprised that you actually replied to me and said, yes, I would love to be on your podcast because... As of this time that we are talking right now, you have a six-week-old son. And when I reached out to you, I was like... I shouldn't get back into it, though. (sighs) I've been doing nothing for so long, it feels like. But I'm like, let me talk to the people. (laughs) Well, you never know because, believe me, like you just never know what's going to happen. You can't really plan for much as soon as you have a kid because you never know, is it like, are you going to go early? Are you going to be late? Are there going to be some things that you need to take care of afterwards? Complications, like all that sort of stuff. 
for me, my first go round, I was cross-eyed until she was like three months old. I was like, oh my God, what is going on? And so I always just have so much admiration for the women who are still like speaking intelligently after just six weeks of having a kid. Well, like, I'm not going to front. I have my mom here. So like, it's myself, Josh, and my mom. So three people on one tiny little human. And yet all of us are just maxed out. So there's no way I'm doing that by myself. I just want to put that out there. Like I'm not that savvy yet with my time <laughs> management. I very much have a lot of help. And we all need it, right? Like I think that we totally do. When Sedona, my daughter was born, my mom and dad were out here for like three weeks. And then my in-laws came out for like another week and a half, I think after that. And then everyone left and we were like, okay. Oh, yeah. thank goodness we had that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when my mom was getting ready to leave, because she was only supposed to stay. She came here for four weeks with my dad, but then I was two weeks late. So I only had two weeks with her help. So I made a case for her to stay for another two weeks. And then, so that was four weeks. And then as I was getting closer to that four weeks, I was still so overwhelmed with like, how do I balance this and work? And like, I had a lot of like post Kai infections, which just took me down. And so I just like sobbingly came to her like, please, please stay another two weeks. So she's been here six weeks. I love it. And how can you tell your daughter no? Of course she's going to say yes. I would go for another two weeks, but my sister is also pregnant and she lives in Australia. She married Josh's best friend from Australia. Oh my um, gosh, and they are about to have a baby in three weeks. And so she's going over there. Man, your, mom's on, your mom's on baby duty right about yeah. now. She's in A heaven and B. <laughs> She's making the rounds as Granny the Nanny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. I was one of those where I was like, oh, you know, both me and my husband were like done. And I was like, here, mom, take over. <laughs> I just need you to watch this kid. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. I was one of those where I was like, oh, you know, maybe we should tell my mom and dad to come in like a week after she's born so that we have the time with our own little family first. And I'm so glad that I didn't do that because just the one moment of coming back from the birthing center and being so exhausted. I had a 22 hour I won't labor. Even be so that like after 22 like, hours oh, of laboring this child, so I needed short, to come home. But and, like I got her all done in less than five hours, hey, either, uh, which was the most intense experience of my life. And I oh, probably... Yeah that pain on anyone because it was so fast but there's like a picture after I delivered him and it's literally like what just happened <laughs> it was so short like my last checkup I was like well I was gonna say maybe this is TMI but it's all mompreneur so I'm like this is the mompreneur series leave it. it yep <laughs> my last check-in was like three centimeters and then two hours later I was 10 and so I literally there's a picture of me holding him and just looking up at my midwife being like, ah, I was just three centimeters. How did this happen? Because I could not process it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is fat. The benefit of having a 22 hour labor is you damn well get used to what's coming. For real. Yeah, it was intense. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> I invited you to come on the series because you're such a new mom and because you're a new mompreneur and you're six weeks into it. And what I really would love to get a feeling of is what you did to prepare your business back when you found out that you were pregnant for a kid. And then I definitely want to talk about sort of the aftermath and what this really looks like. So let's start first with when you found out you were pregnant... Tell me a little bit about what your business looked like. Like, what was the structure of your business? What were you guys doing? What were you spending time on? And then what did you do proactively to say, okay, we need to get ready for this kid? 
Okay, so that really didn't kick in for us till probably like two months out max. I think I was just in denial. I was like, (laughs) how hard could it be? (laughs) Yo, so much respect for women now. But last, okay, so I found out I was pregnant in June and our business was like straight up such a mess. (laughs) Like it had structure, it had some semblance of a system or two, but we were still new. We had only been running the screw for like at that point, just four years, but only really hitting our stride with it for about a year at that point. And so we didn't really know how to manage our team. We had hired them based around like, we're drowning, come in and help. Just do this, do this, do this. There was no structure. There was no systems. There was no procedures. There was no accountability. There was no like, I'll explain this in a second, but Josh has gone off the deep end with like scorecards and like everyone has a number and all of this kind of stuff, which I'll explain. So that did not exist back in June. We we're just like, oh, this is fun to do. Like we make all this money and it's so easy, quote unquote easy. And so I think we were just in denial. Like we took a month off on a sabbatical and did a cross country road trip, which is never fun at your first trimester. I learned that real fast. I was like, I hate this road trip. <laughs> But yeah, we were just kind of like flying by the seat of our pants. And so around the, probably like I was two weeks late. So probably around like the ninth month, like week 36, I was like, what's this actually going to look like? (laughs) What's the process here? And how are we actually going to like be able to divide our time and take care of a human and also a business and all our members and all our customers and our team and blah, blah, blah. And so it really forced us to start looking for models that we could use that is much more structured, much more of a operating system, if you will. And we found the book Traction. Now that has become truthfully like our entrepreneurial Bible. I would love to meet the author just to like give him like a big sloppy French kiss or something like that. Because <laughs> really, who is, is, who is the author of that one? I know that there's two different. Gina Wickman. Got it. But that whole system, like the operating system was called EOS, Entrepreneur Operating System, changed the game for our business. So we were able to get all of our procedures in place. Like everything is documented now. Everyone has accountability. Our roles are more defined. I think that was so murky in the beginning. Like people were doing, he says like, you should have one butt in one seat. And we realized as we took a real hard look at our business, which is always the scariest thing to do. And I feel like that's why we weren't doing it before until it became a necessity. Because you love to just have your head in the clouds and be like, it's all working so fine. Why would I change anything? But then you take a good hard look at your business and you're like, what are we doing? (laughs) We're ridiculous right now. You know what? I have to say that I'm really happy to hear you say that because from the outside, from running this business for the four years that you had been running it, having a very successful podcast, like it would look like you got your shit together. Like it would look like you're doing great. You're super successful. And it's really good, I think, for everyone, no matter no matter who they are, to really take a look in on what they're doing because others might think things are going so well, but like you're the only one who really knows how well things are going in your business. And as soon as you've got this sort of literal due date of, hey, think life's about to change on this state, you've got a real hardcore reason to do things differently. Because I would imagine the way that you dealt with things not going so smoothly is just more time, right? The yeah, way that things were 100%. working. 100%. And I would think if we had to like 
narrow it down to one word as to what last year felt like and what was really the trigger to be like, I never want to feel this way again. Was it just everything in our business felt so reactive? We weren't planning that far ahead. That's when we started really quarterly planning. That was our first step in this direction. And then we found traction and then it was just like the heavens parted. (laughs) And at the perfect time as well, because it gave us this already proven process and structure to just like plug into our business. So it forces you to take this assessment to figure out where you're at. Out of 100, we got 50. (laughs) And his whole thing is like, you need to start working up over the course of a year towards 80%. So we've had it instituted in our business for like a quarter now, and we're already at 65. So making progress. (laughs) But it really forces you to get clear on who you hire and what they are doing in your business. Like, Are they contributing to making or protecting revenue? What is their accountability? Like if they don't get their stuff done, like what are the consequences there? Which is something I don't think we ever had. Like really a lot of planning and getting things structured so that you aren't reactive, so that you do have more time. Because even at the beginning, if it takes a while to implement procedures and like a new way of doing things, that upfront work, especially before you have a kid, is so worth it because once you're on the other side of it, It just allows your business to work for you instead of you working for it. So it allowed us to manage our time better. It allowed us to get clear with our team around like, okay, you are doing precisely this. This is how it's measured. This is how it's tracked. And this is the consequences if you don't hit your KPIs each and every week, each and every month, each and every quarter. It's allowed us to have a more systems-dependent business rather than a people-dependent business, which has been a huge sense of relief. And it's allowed us to really like up our marketing a lot better. Like Our stuff feels more quality. The momentum's back in our business. We're doing better work. We have more brain space. Our team has more brain space. It's just like we really got diligent with recording everything, processizing everything, and then implementing like a strong structure. Like every week, this is how it works. And like our team knows every week you come prepared to the meeting with this stuff. We discuss issues. We don't go on tangents. Everything is time. Like it's much more structured and just like by the book versus like our team calls used to go on for like two or three hours talking about freaking nonsense. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we get on such tangents. Now we right. have like a structure. It's just so much better. And I think that the catalyst to that was realizing, yo, a tiny human's coming into our life. We can't operate like this anymore. Like we need structure. And it sounds like that was a pretty quick to implement. Like it, it sounded like you got quite a bit of that stuff done quite quickly. If you were just starting to think about this just a couple of months before. I remember came. there's two of us, right? That's true. So like, there's Josh who thinks that way, not me. I do not think that way. So I was like, yeah, you love it. I like reading the book and learning the process, but you love creating the structure and the systems and the procedures and like his freaking Google Drive folder that he's like anal about. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Like today he was like, where's that thing? What folder did you put in? And I was like, oh, it's in operations under this and this. And he's like, it should have been under procedures under the admin folder. And I was like, <laughs> sorry. But like, he's so diligent with that stuff. So that's the benefit there. Like he thinks that way and I do not. So I don't want anyone to be like, shit, I should get that instituted in my business and that quickly. Like he was working on that full time for like a good solid few weeks to get all that set up and implemented in our business. Talk with our team, get clear on what their accountability is, what their numbers, what their KPIs are, how they measure it, how they prove it, all of that kind of stuff. Whereas I had a baby. 
<laughs> you did your own work. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say, like, how did that show up for you? Because I would imagine there's a sense of like, great, we've got this system, it's implemented, that makes how we're showing up to the work that we do every single day a lot more streamlined, a lot more enjoyable. But then somewhere in the middle of that, you're off having a baby. So you're someone who's incredibly passionate about what you do. You really enjoy your work. It's obvious. How did you do that? Like, What was your mindset happening when you're like, okay, well, dropping that off to go have a baby and figure this thing out? Honest to God, I was really, really stressed in the lead up to having Kai. I just didn't know what to expect. I had so much anxiety. I was like, how am I going to be able to... Because at the time, our business was still kind of messy because we were just implementing this. So I was like, how the F am I going to manage a human and all the demands on my time work-wise? Now, fast forward, and I've seen it all play out. Like I've written all of Q2's content, email, social, all the podcasts are batched, shot, edited, scheduled. Like Everything is done. So I have... 11 more weeks to work on other things. Before that, I was so in my head because A, I didn't even know if I'd like being a mom. (laughs) That was my biggest source of anxiety. I was like, am I even going to like this or am I really going to resent it because it's taking me away from like my first baby, which I've devoted my heart and soul to for the last five years now. I was super anxious around that. Like, what does that look like? But now that he's here, I'm like, you're my favorite thing in the whole world other than Josh. (laughs) So I want to make time for him. So I've kind of taken a step back from the business from someone who like used to wear the hustle, quote unquote, as a badge of honor and like these crazy work hours. I'm like, yeah, but I'm such a doer. And now I'm like, I could give a shit. (laughs) I just want to have my stuff done in a methodical, streamlined way. And then I want to like go hang out with my newest little best friend. So I just really wanted to create that structure. And I'm kind of glad that I had all that anxiety in the lead up to becoming a mom because I had no expectations going in. I was like, you know what? This might suck and I'm going to be stuck with it. But it's been way better than I could have expected. So it's allowed me to not only appreciate being a mom, but also now appreciating the structure of our business and how I'm able to show up in a new kind of way that allows me to manage both. I feel like that was the biggest tangent, but... No, it made perfect sense. I love that. (laughs) I love that. And I'm really actually glad that you gave voice to like, am I actually going to like being a mom? Like I've had, this will be the second year that I did this series. And I remember last year I had Denise Duffield Thomas on who talked very candidly about, I really don't enjoy the activities of motherhood. Like I love being a mom, but I really don't enjoy the activities. I don't enjoy the laundry and this and then this management of here. She's like, I outsource that stuff as much as I can. And that's not a popular viewpoint. Why? Because in my head and what just so much of what I hear, like the typical rhetoric of what is sort of like expected is like, oh, you have this kid and you fall in love and you never want to leave his side, for example. Like, yeah, like that's all you want to do. You want, you just want to be a mom and you want to eat it all up and you never want to leave this kid. And so what I love highlighting on this podcast, especially on the series, is that like, no, like we're in love with our kids and we're really in love with our businesses. And both of those things can really exist. It just takes a mindset about it and the management of it, right? So doing all of that. But I'm, I'm loving the fact that you gave voice to like really having the question like, am I actually going to really like this? Because I'm, I really love what I'm doing over here. And I love Denise Duffield Thomas and her candidness and her transparency. I felt like she gave me a lot of permission, not directly, but just through a lot of the stuff that she talks about, like that you can hire that stuff out. Like the minute I get back to Toronto, I am nannying the F up and I have a cleaner and like meal delivery. You know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to do it all on my own. I just want to have it all. 
<laughs> yes. I want to have it all. I just don't want to do it all. Yes, exactly. But it's a matter of discovering what it is you really love doing and allowing that to dictate what you can then opt out of or go figure out how to get help from and then how to like piece together this beautifully crafted designed life that is just yours and letting that all evolve. Cause I would imagine life is going to look a little different when Kai is a year old or five years old, like all that sort of stuff. It's constantly evolving. So I would love to know how it's been in the past six weeks. Like what is the reality of having a kid? Like I, I know you said like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm actually in love with him. This is awesome. What do your days look like? How is life existing for you in the space of like, I want to do my business and I want to love on this kid? Yeah, there's zero routine to my day right now, which is fine because I'm so early in still. Still just the beginning, which feels weird because it feels like I've now had him for forever, even though he's only six weeks. Like I was dipping my toes back into work I don't even want to admit it because it sounds like I wasn't present for him, but I have tried to be as much as possible day nine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was just like, he's sleeping. So like, what else am I going to do? <laughs> I just want to like dip my toes back in because I hate coming back and being so far behind. So I just started doing like a few things. Like I have a big Facebook groups post that's just launching and we have a new webinar that's starting. So I wanted to like write those emails and get that stuff out of the way and make sure that I could batch create all the content for Q2 and all that kind of stuff. But we have a really good sleep system right now. So Josh goes to bed around like... Well, he's supposed to go to bed around seven. He does not. And I take until like one or two. But Kai sleeps from like eight to four. So I have from 8 p.m. until like 1 a.m. where I can do all sorts of work, which allows me to be present with him in the day. And then Josh tags in at night. So then I can go to bed. So we each get blocks of six to seven hours of sleep, which sets us up for mad productivity during the day because Josh can come in and here and work and do his thing while I'm taking care of the baby. And once my mom leaves, we're doing this system where I work from 9am to 1pm and then he works from 1pm to 5pm. So someone can always be with the baby. So that works for us. I understand that there's two of us at home and that's probably not everyone's reality. But again, that's why I think the power of nannies is a big thing. So that's how I've been able to kind of come back into the business in the way that I have. And also I'm a stage five clinger. Like I can't stay awake for too long. <laughs> I'm like, hi, what are you guys doing? What's new? What's exciting? What am I in? <laughs> um, I need to know about everything that's going on in here. Yeah. Like the first post I did back in Screw You, I was like, I'm back. Ish. What did I miss? <laughs> Tell me all the things. <laughs> oh my God. Now you mentioned before that your business has been around for four years and your community has been around for four years, like you really just in the past year have hit your stride. Talk a little bit about that. Why is this not your stride and what does that look like? Well, I mean, we hit our stride. I would say our breakthrough year was 2016. Everything just like happened. It was like, even though we had been around for three years at that point, because we're now five years in to the screw, we've had other businesses before that, but the screw in general, even though we had been working our tails off for three years before that, 2016 was all of a sudden like, oh, who are these new people on the block? And we're like, play as we've been around for three effing years. Just no one's yeah. been paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of our breakthrough year. But at the same time, we're still so new to it. So we didn't really know how to be the CEOs or the leaders of a big company. So we were just kind of like, we didn't know what we didn't know. And so when I say like, we finally hit our stride, it's because we've learned about this like team management structure and this like operating system to run your business by so that you 
have a clear cut look. I think a lot of people are nervous to like look at their numbers because it can be really scary and it gives you like an actual snapshot of where you stand. But getting clear on all of that has allowed us to take a good hard look at our business and be like, okay, here's where we're at. Here's where we want to go. Let's put some solid structures in place and some systems and some like routine marketing sequences and stuff like that, that allows us to grow, allows us to build new audiences and kind of propels our business forward faster. But that started by us slowing down to speed up. And what I mean by that is getting those procedures in place, getting that accountability in place, getting our team meetings dialed in. And so everyone's on the same page and we're very honest with each other and like there's consequences and all that kind of stuff, which like doesn't sound that exciting when you're come on to our team, like join the team, you'll have consequences, you know, like no one wants to work for that. But I find that employees really thrive under that kind of accountability, like having that clear structure in place. I've noticed that our team has enjoyed it even more because they know exactly what they're responsible for, what they have to hit and what will happen if they don't hit it. So it allows all of us to perform at our very best because we all have that. Like Josh and I have accountability and consequences if we don't match our shit, not just our team. So it's allowed us to really like do more in less time and do it in a better way, which is why I say we're hitting our stride now five years in. Because it feels like it's all finally like clicking, right? Like how you're showing up and... Organized. Yeah. (laughs) That's all it is. Organized and non-reactive. Yes. Yes. Very proactive. So you mentioned before we started recording that you were planning to... What I heard over the next year or so is like planning to not spend winters in cold areas is basically what I heard, right? I'm GTFOing. (laughs) (laughs) which basically means in all practical senses as it relates to mompreneurs is that you're traveling with a little one and going and living in some more tropical places in this coming year you have a business that's location independent you have a business where you can work from your laptops but talk about the practicalities of that of what you expect as you go about doing that and going and spending a couple months in certain places to avoid the nasty winters where you are you know like how do you what are your thoughts and how are you preparing to be able to make that viable for you shit katie i don't know (laughs) (laughs) that's next winter like 2019 joe will deal with that (laughs) i'm already in the space of like i should i should i'm not one to talk because i'm like you know, we have a two and a half year old that has probably traveled on a- airplanes more than my entire family combined at this point. Like she has just been on airplanes yeah. and it just is like a different, you know, you guys are, I know you're out and about, like you're used to traveling around. That's and- why we don't want to stop that. Like I don't right. want to change my lifestyle. Our big thing was like, he's joining our life. And so he's not going to know any different. Like, this is how you roll now, homie. Welcome to the world. This is what life looks like in this household. We travel the world. We do this. We do that. And I don't know how it's going to work. Like, I don't know. We'll be doing our first flight when we move back to Toronto. So I don't even know what that looks like. Like, I hope they allow our like big ass multi-purpose stroller onto the airplane. Like, I don't even know if that's going to be allowed. So I call it the Cadillac of all strollers. (laughs) (laughs) I have no, I don't even know how to answer that. I'm, I'm hoping we find a nanny that actually wants to travel with us. So I could be like, yo, want to go on a three month trip? (laughs) Hope you're cool leaving your family that long. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, the point is, is that I love that concept. And that's definitely something that I adopted. I think I had heard that just a couple months before my daughter was born about like, no, 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 they enter your lifestyle. And so you decide and you get really hardcore on what your lifestyle is and what's important to you. And they come into that. And it's the reality of it. 
has just twisted a little bit, but not too much. Like we still travel a lot with her. We just have to manage like how we do that, when we do that. People are still surprised that we go to conferences a lot. And we're actually leaving tomorrow to go to a conference out in San Diego. And she comes with us. My family's in Arizona. So we fly from Tampa to Arizona. We drop her off with the family and we drive. (laughs) Yeah. See ya. We drive out to San Diego. We do the conference. We'll come back. And then we get to spend time with the family for a couple of days, you know? And like... Yeah, like we do that a lot, actually. And it kind of fulfills the whole desire to like be around the family since we don't have family clothes here locally. So there is just always a way to make it fit in. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what that looks like. Like I said, my mom's been here for six weeks. So on Thursday, I'm going to have my first glimpse at like how real this shit can get. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should check in with you and see like, how is that schedule going from the nine to one, right? And the one to five. (laughs) Also, it was like the worst planning on my end because we're launching a new webinar for this traffic program we have on Thursday. So I don't even know what I was thinking to schedule it on the Thursday that my mom leaves. So I'm like, guess what, Josh, you're doing the webinar by yourself. (laughs) And I am watching the tiny human. So sorry. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Bad planning on my end. But yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So you've enjoyed being a mom so far. I've loved it. It's working. Could you imagine? I never thought I'd be that chick who like, I always said beforehand, because I was super naive and not knowing what the F I was talking about. I was like, oh my God, I will not be that woman who just sits and stares at her baby every day. I am totally that girl (laughs) who will sit there for hours and just stare at him doing nothing and be like, God, what a packed day I've had. (laughs) (laughs) The term productivity just takes on a whole new meaning during that time, right? Jeez. Uh, Could you have imagined having Kai now six weeks old with the way that you used to run your business? No. Oh my God. I mean, like, yes, unless I wanted to like not feed him milk and just feed him my tears because it would have been so stressful. I'd just be like, Oh my God. I feel like I wouldn't have enjoyed it because I would have had my head so consumed by stress and anxiety and like all the looming to do's. Now I'm like, when we go through our team meetings, like everyone says what they're doing that week. And mine was like, I'm going to finish a few emails <laughs> because we've worked so far ahead that I actually have the freedom to hang with them and not constantly be doing stuff for the sake of doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone now who is pregnant either with their first or with multiple down the road? And running their business and feeling very passionate about what they're doing. What advice would you give to them so that they could, on the other end of the little baby being born, feel like they've got that freedom? I mean, number one would be to have help, whether it's your family or you hire it. Like before my mom agreed to stay for the extra two weeks, we were going to bring in a night doula, which is stupid expensive. It was going to be like $4,000 for 11 sessions. And I was like, I don't care. I'll pay it. Like I need sleep. Um, So maybe don't go that extensive, but like hire the help that you need, whether that's a house cleaner or meal delivery or someone to come in and do your laundry or your family coming in or a nanny or a night doula, whatever that looks like for you. Absolutely have help without the guilt. The guilt is my biggest lesson. Like I've been in my head around a lot of stuff, but the help is number one. And then two is having a system or an operating system in your business, something like traction. I promise it will change the game for you if you read it and take it seriously. But just allowing yourself to have a systems dependent business versus a people dependent business that gives you the mental white space that we all need in order to have 
the big ideas and run the company and lead the team and actually show up and be able to devote time to the family that means so much to us. But like that comes from having space and that comes from having structure. Love it. Love it. That is very beautifully said. I just want to thank you so much for being on the show. And after six weeks, again, I honor (laughs) you for being here, for being plugged in, for wanting to do this, but I totally see why now and how possible it really is. And if you're listening and you're not a mompreneur or you don't have a baby quite yet, or the topic of mompreneurship isn't definitely isn't really attractive to you, what I can say is so beneficial about giving yourself some sense of a due date is getting your butt in gear to really do something like this, to clean up how you're running your business. Because doing that work, which is not the sexy work, doing that work is the stuff that does ultimately give you the freedom and the ability to kind of show up the way you want and when you want and how you want. Which is sexy AF. Yes, exactly. (laughs) After the fact though. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Oh man. Jill, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And um, I'm just... I'm loving following you and the little one online. I just think it's so... I just love all the pictures. He's so cute and adorable. I'm just really looking forward to continuing to watch you guys grow and do it very, very streamlined and organized and just continue to build it out. I just love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. It's been so great chatting. Some of my coaching clients come to me because they are so incredibly determined to get to that next phase of their business and they just need some help doing it. Some of my clients come to me because they are so overwhelmed and in the throes of chaos and they come to me for focus and clarity and intentional strategies. But overall, all of my clients come to me because they crave to do more to show up more in line with who they are and what they love to do in this world in a way that gives them the business that they love. Some people call me a business coach. Some people call me a business strategist. Others call me their business therapist. Whatever kind of support you need, that is what I am here to provide. If you are ready to get your business to the next phase that you know you are ready for, or you are so done with all of that chaos and overwhelm and you're ready to make some serious moves and push through that chaos, then let's chat. Right now, I have three spots open for private clients. And if you are ready for the clarity and the results and ultimately the joy that comes along with a customized support, then working privately with me might be exactly what you need. Go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash work with Katie and go schedule a free 15-minute match session so that you and I can get on a call and make sure we are the perfect match.